Hey everyone, my name is Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. This week's episode is one that I recorded with Lindsay Bennett back in 2021 and I'm so excited to share the full version of this conversation with everybody today. In this episode, Lindsay tells us what her journey with cancer has been like and what it feels like to have been faced with the idea of death so early in her life. Lindsay's one of the first people that I talked to who also experienced the loss of her mom, and today she gives us an insight into what impact that had on her life. We also chat about how she wants to set her own girls up for life while she's still here and when the time comes for them to experience life without her physically by their side. We hear how gratitude, dancing, cuddles on the sofa and so much more gets Lindsay through the harder days and how no matter how hard her own life gets, she wants to make it her purpose to help as many people as possible. So much has happened in Lindsay's life since we had this conversation and to hear more about that, you can follow her along on Instagram. This episode is one that may be a little bit triggering for some people listening, so if you do need to pause and come back to it another week please do and if you do need some support afterwards please do reach out to us it's a conversation that I'll hold close to my heart forever so thank you so much for sharing Lindsay and I hope you all enjoy as much as I enjoyed being a part of it I'm going to pass over to Lindsay now who's going to introduce herself my name is Lindsay I come from the Midlands in Ireland I have two little girls um, Zoe and Hayley who well aren't so little anymore and we're already hitting the teenage hormones as it is <laughs> I am officially not a cool mom, <laughs> but I had two amazing parents. Unfortunately, my mom passed away from cancer seven and a half years ago, which I think will leave you forever with a lonely feeling that only someone who loses a parent will ever understand. Um, and I always said from the day she died, I could be in a room with a hundred people that I loved and adored, and I would still feel that ache missing her it's never going to go away I think when you lose a parent you lose one of your security blankets and it's just devastating but I think you you really understand pain um, and so no matter what someone comes to you with um, any problems and stuff they have you just think yeah if it hurts as much as it does not having my mammy around i'm like i want to take that pain away for someone i am um, i have two sisters uh, i'm the middle child so i am the bold child <laughs> uh, the one that um has to be outside the box can't just you know follow um the leader um so I had to be always teasing that I'm the black sheep. Um, I certainly was always that little bit louder. And I'd like to thank my friends. And they have said to me, obviously, um, you know, that like, you know, a lot of people might find me loud and all that, but that I actually, you know, I would do anything for anybody, you know? Um, and I, I'm so thankful and grateful that I have friends that like will come to me and ask me for help and they know that even even though um well I'm now terminal but I mean I, I've had cancer three times now um in four years um and even when I was like sick people still knew like that you know it, you can come to me any time like it doesn't matter might not know all the answers but I will surely help you try and and get in a in a better place and what I'm truly grateful for is finding gratitude. After having my cancer the first time and having to have a hysterectomy, I was lying for six weeks in a bed in my sitting room, a lot of the time on my own, because fortunately most people I know work and 
you know, where they mightn't be in Longford and, and stuff like that. So I was lying in bed in the sitting room and I was given this book and it was 28 days of learning gratitude. Mm-hmm. Now I was considered myself very grateful and thankful and you know I was raised with um having really good manners and it's one thing people always say about my girls oh you know they're so polite um, and they've got such great manners they'll always say thank you I read this book and it goes like so deep down into what we should be truly grateful for and it's literally every single thing like right down to the air yeah. that's around us so you can breathe you know and then why can you breathe? Because you've got lungs. It sounds a little cuckoo, but when you when you read it and read the explanation of why the book is telling you this, you're like, wow. And it was just, it was magic. And it's funny because it's called the magic. There was like stuff coming into my life and things that were like so going right. Like it was so random. There was some guy overheard my name being said in a shop and he was like, oh, do you know where that girl lives? And um, it was funny because my oil was running out and nobody knew my oil was running out in my house. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna have to like get it topped up. Mm-hmm. This man randomly came out and dropped a year's supply of turf to the side of my house, like, and like would not take any money, didn't even know me. Had just happened to her, you know, there's a girl after having a hysterectomy, I was only 28 at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you know what? I want to do something for that girl. And it was mad because I was sitting there going, oh yeah, no, I'm going to have to get the oil now sorted or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And obviously I hadn't been working and you know, it was expensive at that time, even for the oil and stuff. That's just one of hundreds of things that has happened to me since doing the book. I cannot recommend anybody enough who's in, even if you're in a really good place, but especially if you're in a bad place and you just need to reset your mind it truly makes you just really appreciate no matter what situation that you're in. Um, Cause I remember lying there and I was like, wow, like I'm here, I've had cancer. I don't have my mom. Um, I've been away from the kids. They had to move in with my auntie. Um, I was just like, I'm never gonna be able to have kids again. I was like, no one's ever gonna want to like be in a relationship with me again. I was like, I'm damaged goods. Um, And I was like, but yeah, I'm still so much happier as a person than so many people I know that that have all those things that I'm missing. What do you think is one of the things that you're missing out on most? I haven't been able to, you know, really get in a relationship with anybody because I I watched my mom for four years and even from experience myself, going in and out of hospital, you can't I find it so hard to be able to put that responsibility on someone. It's not that I would think that they're responsible for me. They would automatically feel responsible for me. And I tell you, the hospital life is no life for anybody, whether you're the patient or not. And I remember every time that someone was able to come with me, um, it would be somebody different, a different friend, maybe different family member sometimes, um, even though I wouldn't have too much family in Longford, but like I have some cousins and my yeah. sister, one of my sisters, my specialist who's like seen me for four years, he was like, Lindsay, how many friends do you have? <laughs> He's like, I don't think I've seen the same person twice, but I was like, I don't want other people putting their lives on hold for me. 
no matter how much someone's willing to do that and that's it like it's only like right now I have such a good friend um Marty who is like driving me up down and everywhere to the hospital and stuff like that and the only reason I've let him do that is because we're in a pandemic and I'm so sick this time like I was obviously sick the other time but I am so sick this time um and this is the fight for the rest of my life um that I've had no choice but to let him in yeah just as you're speaking there like I'd love to just get a sense of like how are you actually doing right now um well today I I look like I'm just like oh yeah life is great but like I was crying till I'd say 10 o'clock last night um like I had a new bed dropped to my house but it's like it's a motorized one um because I've seen the reports I'm expected to like not have huge mobility and you know I like when I wake up in the mornings um like I have to do like exercises nearly in the bed before I can get out because my ankles and my knees and my back and everything does be in bits um like I have constant pain and it's all part of the cervical cancer it, it was really bad the second time and like I was going into the doctors and I was like my mom's back in my dreams and she's telling me my cancer's back and they were just like you know no 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 it's not it's not it's not it's not she was right <laughs> my dreams are right like yeah I just my mood does be so low and my energy is like nothing but I'm trying so many new things and I've like changed my diet and everything at the minute um, I call it like the no fun diet like there's no no meat no dairy no carbs you know um, but I'm like trying like vitamin infusions and, and different stuff like that just to really try and boost because I was like this is my third time now it's time to try stuff that I haven't tried yeah Lindsay what has your journey been like getting to where you are today it's just been devastating there's been one blow after another I had my hysterectomy then there was complications from that my bladder stopped working I had to learn to catheterize then next thing I ended up with a twisted bowel that collapsed and so I have some of my bowel removed um then I like there's some perforation in my body that um air keeps coming up into my shoulders and I keep like I've been having to get my insides washed out like around them not even in them and um like that was just the first nearly six months <laughs> of the last four years um but there's just it's been constant I've seen St James's Hospital for appointments scans admissions operations um, every month bar maybe three or four months of the pandemic out of the last four years so it's just been constant um, like having to leave the girls all the time um, what killed me once was um, I'm a devil for jumping out and going boo at the girls um, so they're like nearly doing like Mission Impossible around corners now because they're just waiting for me to jump out <laughs> and um I was standing one day and um, because what was happening to me is they go to school and I'd get into bed and I wouldn't get out of bed till they were coming home and mm-hmm. um, like that's how exhausted I do be mm-hmm. uh, but one day I was standing there and I happened to go down I must have been getting water or something and I stood there and 
they came in the front door because they walked off the bus uh, at the entrance um, of where we live. Mm. And all I care is, Manny, hello? And I didn't answer because I was hiding. And Haley just turns around and she goes, nah, she's probably asleep. She's always asleep. And that like, that broke my heart. Um, Mm. Because people are like, oh, kids are resilient. Kids don't know nothing. And I'm like, no, kids really do. Um, I think if it's like a once-off thing that happens, it's fair enough. But it has. It's been so hard and I feel so guilty as a mummy. Like, um, like I used to have patience. I went and I did positive parenting courses everything like that because I was like, I want to be the best mummy in the world. You know, which no one will ever be the best mummy in the world. I wanted to try, be as good as I could with um, learning as many tools as I can and... Yeah, I just, I feel so guilty sometimes. Like, they should be getting more sleepovers with friends. We should be going on more, like, little adventures and stuff like that. And I brought them to the Gibson there not too long ago. What scared me is I knew I wasn't really feeling like I was well enough to probably have many more of those of it just being me and them. Like, I will need somebody to come with us. Um, because my energy is so low and I'm just so blessed that they are so good it's just it's hard to know that things are only going to get harder and stuff because this journey I've literally like tried to put my best foot forward so many times um you know and that's why I'm so grateful that I found the magic um yeah. and that I'm uh, people are like yeah you're such an inspiration I'm like no I'm stubborn <laughs> I'm just like ain't no inspiration I'm stubborn I'm like even in the hospital they're just like you've literally tried to fight on everything Lindsay <laughs> where do you think that attitude comes from in you I, I've always had hope um, and I know my friends were like you know sometimes you treat like cancer like it's the flu Lindsay but I think it's the only way and I've always said that bad days they're gonna happen no one's life is going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time and so that's I'm just like if there's a day that I'm at least you know feeling mediocre okay and not brilliant that I will still just try and make it brilliant and that when I have my down days like yesterday I was like I'm not going to fight it I'm just going to be as miserable as I want and I when I get like that like my friends and stuff kind of know now it's like don't even bother trying to tell her about any silver linings <laughs> because as as important as like you know being positive is when you feel crap you need to let out those emotions and you need to feel crap because otherwise you're just going to end up exploding one day and so that's I'm like let the good days be good and the mediocre days be good and let the bad days be bad um have your moan for two or three days and then be like right okay we're back at this again um, and we've got this um and so that's kind of the way that I am my favorite line that I've heard was even though I can carry it doesn't mean it isn't heavy I think that is really something that makes sense when I think of me and I think of this journey because a lot of people, even some of my really good friends and stuff were like, when they watched the video, 
And I have to say a massive thank you to SJF Productions, who was like nearly bawling herself trying to record it. Um, and she did such an amazing job. I mean, she'd done the videos of um, me and the girls for goodbye videos and memory videos for them. And that's the footage she'd actually put in um, and, and put it together for me, it was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. But a lot of my friends who watched it were like, we have known what you've gone through, Lindsay, but we haven't known what you've gone through. People didn't realize how much pain and not not just physical, but how much pain emotionally that I've gone through. Um, because they're like, you always just seem, you know, so happy. And the thing is, I could sound happy, but I could be sitting there being like, I'm telling you, the worst day ever last week. Like it was so bad. And they're like, we, they just, I don't think they'd actually been imagining me being bad because when I was telling them about being bad, I seemed in such good form, you know? So I think that's what shocked a lot of people. I think they realized how hurt, how hurt, how devastated, how lost, how lonely I am. Um, But, you know, you just gotta, keep going and I know that's like cliche but do you know what no matter how long any of us have left here and no matter what your situation is being sad and and mad and stuff isn't going to let me enjoy any good times I possibly could have and so I'm just like no oh Lindsay I just have all the admiration in the world for you and I know the letter that we spoke about that was a letter that you wrote to the government and you posted it on social media. What was it like for you having your friends and family get an insight into what your actual reality was like? Well, I had mentioned the letter and um, to two of my really good friends um, and I'd sent it to them. And so they hadn't seen me reading it. Yeah. And they met me back and they're like, I'm sitting here bawling, Lindsay. They're bawling, reading the words. I was like, what are they going to do? And that's why, and you'll see in the video that I put up, I was like, do not put pressure on yourselves to watch this to the end. I'm so like, oh, about sometimes putting the stuff on the Instagram because it is hard for family and friends to watch. And I was so worried, but it's so important for the message for those other kids, as well as my own, to get out there that I was just like, I have to do it. I'm an open and honest person. That's why my family were so worried about me going on first dates Ireland. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm so open and honest. I'm just like, my, well, like another motto in life for me is like, don't do something you have to lie about, Yeah. you know? Um, but I was, I was so worried that they're going to be so upset. And that's why I did. And there's a lot of people and I really respect them for being honest with me. A lot of like close people to me were like, and they couldn't watch it for a few days. And some people were like, I actually couldn't, I had to stop. I, I couldn't watch it through. And I was just like, oh, I'm so glad that mm. I put that at the start of it and that they could be honest with me. Yeah, it, It's insane. There's been nearly half a million views on both Instagram and Facebook from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like reshared like thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Like I never expected it to blow up like that it's part of my journey and it was to try and help all those children and so I just I I can't believe the reaction that it was and the thousands of amazing messages that I got um I mean I, I was waiting for hate because there's hate with with everything 
but amazingly I haven't gotten any um, yet and it's not that I'm in any way delusional that I think I won't get it um, I feel like it, it was the right thing to do absolutely and sorry if anybody watches any of your posts and decide that hate is what they need to react to it with they need to question themselves and also I'll fucking fight them <laughs> anyway I feel like you have such a love and a mind and care in nature in you Lindsay where does that come from I think it has to be from my mom and from my dad and from life experience a lot of it comes from the loss of mom yeah. um I know true pain true pain and I hate the thought of anybody ever feeling like that and like <laughs> weird fact about Lindsay um I've always been told that I'm a healer anytime I've even gone to healers and mm-hmm. um, gone to like mediums and different stuff like that and I've experienced it firsthand um I've always been told I'm a healer I, I've saved many people from killing themselves um literally at the, some of them at the last moment I think especially from losing mom and feeling pain I never want anybody to feel like that you know we're, we're on this earth such a short time and you know it's it's only right to be living you know and obviously there's going to be things that annoy you and stuff like that but you know we we have these thoughts that you know looking at everybody else that they've such a better life and I'm so grateful that I don't really have that look um at, at other people I, I'm just glad to be in my own little bubble but unfortunately not everybody feels like that and yeah, yeah I just I'm always trying to you know make people smile and you know be for their, there for them as best they can and I've learned and I've said it no matter what hate does come my way eventually I'm going to know that unfortunately it's just somebody who's not in a good place it's amazing that you love helping other people but what helps you when you're having a tough time um I think like one thing I love the most is like being on the couch with girls and watching um movies um like I also adore going out and dancing on a dance floor like um I usually from getting sick have to like go for a nap from maybe seven in the evening to like nine or half nine and if any of my friends are watching this they'll be laughing (laughs) um but we do for me to be able to go out at 11 I need to nap like that but then I go and I dance on the dance floor and I just forget about everything I love that you know there's a lot of things that are kind of on my on my bucket list and I've always had the bucket list it's not like oh I got sick and now I suddenly have a bucket list I've always had these things in my head it's just now I'm probably more vocal about them making little memories and and doing little bits and bobs gives me life I love hearing you talk about the girls what's your favorite part about being a mom it's kind of nearly different things with the girls with like Hayley my younger girl in the morning she like comes in and um at like eight o'clock in the morning and you just hear the door creep and I'm like come in and she gets in and she just gives you these cuddles I am such a cuddly person I just love 
cuddles. It's just, it's so nice. You, you get to forget for those few minutes and you just think she loves me. And it's just like, you know, all this stuff's going on, but she still loves me. And then with Zoe, and it's one thing that kills me that I don't get to do with mum anymore. I used to love going out for lunch dates and uh, I love doing that with Zoe. I like doing that with Hayley, but when you're doing it with Hayley, will you open the red sauce? Can I have a drink? <laughs> Last before, you know, um, but I love, I love doing those little things with the girls. Part I love being a mommy is, you know, getting the love and then doing, you know, girly things with each other. It's, it's what I love. It's also great when you're like, empty the dishwasher, <laughs> make that bed. <laughs> I love that so much. What do you reckon is a piece of advice that you'd give the girls going forward into their own life? there'll be days like this and that's actually one thing that I have taught them and it's actually my funeral song um, and I, I wouldn't mind everybody be, everyone knows how much I love that song and so people have been tagging me and they're just like oh, Dermot Kennedy has um, a new version out but I think it's too sad I think we better go with the Van Morrison one I think for my, for my funeral but it's days like this and so I've always been dancing around the kitchen and stuff with the girls with this song I have said to them, there's always going to be bad days, but there's going to be days like this. Days where we're, where you get to dance around the kitchen. I might not be there, but we have done it. Dance outside, uh, and neighbours thinking we're nuts. Um, you know, sitting watching those movies. In the car, music, full blast. Like, um, there's going to be, you know, going to your horse riding lessons, going swimming. We went to Legoland, girls still talk about it two years on and they're dying to go again. Just remember, there's there's days like this, days like those. And, you know, it's those memories and knowing that you're going to get to do stuff like that again, that will pull you through. That those those bad moments are, are not forever, um, you know. And I know people give out about our country a lot of the time, but, you know, we have it very good compared to a lot of places out there you know um and I actually there's a, a whole speech because I, I organized my funeral the day after I found out that I was incurable and I bawled bawled doing it but it's it's funny the peace that you actually get from it because I'm just like there's so many videos and letters and notes and everything to be read out and I was like I don't want to be gone and for someone to sit at my funeral and be like, I bet you she's looking over us now. I want them to know damn right I'm looking over you. I, I want them to have peace um, with me being gone, you know, and especially I want the girls to, to have peace and stuff. So that is what I'm trying to, you know, put into them. If, I, if I've if i been given out, <laughs> Zoe knows to put it on to try and sweeten me back up. <laughs> Oh. you know and and I just love I can see that like they've got it yeah. and they understand it and because Hayley when she's singing it now she's like my mama Lindsay told me oh. days like this you know um, so that's that's what I want one of the many things I, I want them to take with them but it's like probably the top thing um, along with that like I endlessly love them and 
they'll never be talking to themselves I will always be there like in spirit no matter what oh Lindsay I'm so blown away by you and the person that you are like you're saying such powerful and tough stuff and I'm holding back the tears but the smile just isn't leaving your face (laughs) (laughs) yeah as my counsellor says to me you're just a very practical person a very logical person um (laughs) not last night I was like (laughs) yeah no I'm just like unfortunately the one thing we are all sure of in life is death now it's it's devastating to know that like it it doesn't sound like mine will be (laughs) later in life you know it's the one thing we need to do I needed to take back some sort of power to be able to mentally go on I'm just like to know that I've tried to set you know stuff up and even if I end up changing like some of the stuff that I've organized at least no matter what I'll have left something ready it's another chapter that's hopefully you know somewhat close and as I'm saying I could reread it um and, and change things up but it's you know right now it's it's left the way that I want it and people probably think like what's your rush why make the videos and stuff now and I'm like I want to look as much as me yeah and be like in the best mind that I can be making them and so that's why it was such a rush to make them but they were still made by the me that most people remember and uh, even though I'm, I'm not the me I was before cancer but I'm like the best me right now with it so yeah that's how they were made and you know it does it gives me peace of mind even though they were so hard to make but they're made you know that's something my mom used to say too before she passed away that the one thing we're all guaranteed in life is the fact that we're gonna die do you feel like you've made peace with the fact that you might die sooner than you would have imagined i've made peace with the fact that i'm going to have to die i I somehow, I haven't made complete peace with the fact that I'm going to have to die sooner. And I just, I can't make peace with the fact I'll have to leave the girls. That is something that I just can't make peace with. And I get carried away some days and I'm just like, you know, who's going to make sure that they're told it doesn't matter how well or how bad you do in your leave insert. You know, um, who's gonna tell them it doesn't matter if you don't wanna go to college. Don't let anyone put pressure on you, do you? You know, um, so that's something I can't make peace with. You know what, I think no matter how many people try and support you, your mammy just goes that little bit extra. And I think, you know, that's my thing with death. It's it's leaving the girls, you know? Um, It's like, you know, when they pass their driving test or, you know, they need driving lessons or, you know, they want to, I don't know, start a business and everyone's telling them, no, you're mad. And I'd be like, should try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know? Um, you know, even though like, I'm trying to leave them all the advice I can and I'm trying to write as many birthday cards as I can, nearly till 
age 100 ones just so they always have one to open for me um that is my thing that kills me um that that around me dying um and i'm sure all mammies want to support everyone to the end but yeah just knowing that you you more than likely don't have the chance to get to like an older age to be around and you know to know that more than likely I may not get to even see Haley start secondary school you know um it it's it's really really crappy um and that's why I have to I have to try not try not dwell on it um you know and just try and take that power back and do everything I can um but yeah you know the dying it's something we all have to do but it's it's leaving your little girls is just something that doesn't sit with me at all you know Lindsay my heart couldn't be any more with you right now and I've loved this whole conversation I've loved hearing your positive outlook on everything but there's just as much space for this conversation as anything else that you've said and I remember having this exact conversation with my mom before she passed away I know that it's a lonely place for you to be sitting in you've been there too the love that exists between a mother-daughter relationship or most mother-daughter relationships that lives on beyond any of us. Is there anything that you'd say to the girls having lost your mum just to set them up for whenever the day does come? Um, I think that, you know, it, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel lonely. Um. And it's okay to talk about her all the time, even if people are like, oh, here she goes, another story about her mom. Um, it's it's okay. And, and, you know, some people, you know, like that block out loss and stuff like that, more than likely they'll see me in her horrendous state. And I, I want them to, you know, go for counselling, you know, just say, like how everything makes them feel and that to be to be at peace for me you eventually will build it back up that pain never ever ever goes away and this is life um and I I just want them to always know how proud I am and like watch back videos and stuff but don't feel like you have to watch videos if if you're not able and just remember, if you end up in trouble, I'm not there to bail you out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the support they can. Mm-hmm. Talk all the amount that they need. And do the things that they need. Be grand, like, don't be crying too much about me. And then I was like, the bear cried funeral, though. If I don't <laughs> see tears at that funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm just like, I want tears, but not too many. <laughs> just enough to know that, like, you cared about me. <laughs> Oh. You know, yeah, like I remember being blown away. Like my mom's funeral, there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at it. Like, um, and we like we have like a big church, and there was people having to stand outside the doors, up in balconies, up stairways. Like, um, I'm, I think there was close to nearly three or four hundred at it. Um, you know, um, and I remember thinking, wow. 
imagine to have like impacted that many people's lives is just amazing and I was like wow if I even have half that amount of people it will be amazing I've always wanted to make a change in the world though I remember even when I was younger I kept going why don't we just you know ask everybody in the world for a euro like you know (laughs) there's billions of people Mm -hmm. ask everyone for a euro like and then we'll have like billions and we'll be able to sort you know one problem at a time we just ask everyone for one euro a week like from every country in the world sure we'll sort it all out like that's amazing Linz and it actually links us to our last question what's your why I don't I don't really know I would like to think that I'm here to help that I'm here to show that you know no matter what you go through no matter how hard things are that if you really do want to have you know some happiness some peace in your life and some gratitude um you know I you can still have those no matter what you go through and I, and I hope that I'm here to to help people feel feel loved feel wanted feel that life is worth living you know that there is good times there there's days like this and like this this to come and, and speak to you was something for me to get up and to do this morning after having such a rough day yesterday you're not alone like I want people to know that like no matter how tough it is you're just you're not alone um and everything is worth fighting for that you want um so yeah so I'm I'm hopefully here to help and to raise two beautiful little girls Lindsay you are literally one of the most special people I've ever talked to thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with me thank you so so much and thank you so much to everybody who's listened to this week's episode if you have been impacted by anything that we've talked about please do reach out to us on our instagram page it's underscore what's your why underscore underscore we have a support highlight over there but you can always dm the page as well thank you so much for listening that's all for this week but we'll see you next week for some more what's your why conversations